Allow me to read from 1 Samuel 13, 5-7 from the ESV Bible. And the Philistines mustered to fight with Israel 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horsemen and troops like the sand on the seashore in multitude. Remember that. It's they, so multitude, so much people. They came up and encamped in Michmash to the east of Beth-Avon. When the men of Israel saw that they were in trouble, for the people were hard-pressed, the people hid themselves in caves and in holes and in rocks and in tombs and in cisterns. And some Hebrews crossed the force of the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. Saul was still at Gilgal, and all the people followed him trembling. 1 Samuel 14, 1 to 13, 15, and 23. One day, Jonathan, the son of Saul, said to the young man who carried his armor, Come, let us go over to the Philistine garrison on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Saul was staying in the outskirts of Gibeah in the pomegranate cave at Migron. The people who were with him were about 600 men, three including Ahijah, the son of Ahitab, Ichabod's brother, son of Phineas, son of Eli, the priest of the Lord in Shiloh, wearing an ephod. And the people did not know that Jonathan had gone. Within the passes by which Jonathan sought to go over to the Philistine garrison, there was a rocky crag on the one side and a rocky crag on the other side. The name of the one was Boses and the name of the other Sinai. The one crag rose on the north in front of Mishmash and the other on the south in front of Geba. Jonathan said to the young man who carried his armor, Come, let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for nothing can hinder the Lord from saving by many or by few. And his armor bearer said to him, Do all that is in your heart. Do as you wish. Behold, I am with you, heart and soul. Then Jonathan said, Behold, we will cross over to the men, and we will show ourselves to them. If they say to us, Wait until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place, and we will not go up to them. But if they say, Come up to us, then we will go up. For the Lord has given them into our hand, and this shall be the sign to us. So both of them showed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines. And the Philistines said, Look, Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they have hidden themselves. And the men of the garrison hailed Jonathan and his armor-bearer and said, Come up to us and we will show you a thing. And Jonathan said to his armor-bearer, Come up after me, for the Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. Then Jonathan climbed up on his hands and feet and his armor-bearer after him. And they fell before Jonathan and his armor-bearer killed them after him. And there was a panic in the camp, in the field and among all the people. The garrison and even the raiders trembled, the earthquake, and it became a very great panic. So the Lord saved Israel that day, and the battle passed beyond Beth-Avon. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated, church. Okay, Ivan. You. Come on. Thank you, Cecil, once again. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. So you're ready, Ivan? Saya punya seorang penterjemah pagi hari ini. Penterjemah baru saya. That's good. Bagi anda yang belum kenal Ivan, 
Tuhan dia. Ivan spend waktu lebih lama dengan saya dan istri daripada dia spend waktu dengan orang tuanya di Indonesia, saudara. Is it true? Yeah, true, true. Okay, he spend more time with me than he spend time with uh, his parents. So nah, waktu mula-mula dat- dia datang sini banyak cewek-cewek uh, yang datang di gereja, saudara. So many, many girls coming to the church just to want to see Ivan in worship, you know. I wasn't gonna translate that, but you translate it. <laughs> Now it's getting older. <laughs> it's different. You know, people change. Yes. Amen. Okay. And church, if God tell me or told me that that this is my last day, then I will preach this sermon to you. The reason that I choose the topic. To preach to you is fantastic. I call the topic "Refuse to Remind the Same," menolak untuk tinggal di tempat. Okay, Van. Okay, saudara kita sudah lihat tadi, kita sudah dengar pembacaan tadi. So, um, congregation, we have read and we heard the word of God. Saudara, saya ambil tadi picturenya supaya anda mengerti bahwa posisinya orang-orang Palestin. So we took this picture so you understand the positions of the uh, Philistines. Jadi orang-orang Filistin itu jumlahnya seperti pasir di pantai sakit banyaknya. So the number of the Philistines are vast and a lot like the sand on, on the ground. Sementara orang-orang yang di bawah Saul orang-orang Israel itu hanya jumlah 600 tentara saja. So those under so the, the leadership of, of, of Saul is only 600 people. Sebenarnya lebih dari 600 tapi karena mereka melihat musuh mereka terlalu banyak, mereka lari bersembunyi. There was supposed to be more than 600 but because of they so scared of the enemy so they ran away and hide. Dikatakan mereka bersembunyi bukan hanya di dalam gua-gua tetapi dalam kuburan juga saudara. So they don't just hide under the, the cave but also in in the um, cemetery. Jadi dalam pertempuran ini Bukan satu pertempuran yang adil, saudara, yang fair, saudara. So this was not a fair fight. It was a one-sided fight. Nah, hari ini kita mau belajar bagaimana seorang anak uh, apa itu namanya seorang anak raja namanya Jonathan yang memutuskan untuk melawan ribuan ribuan tentara musuh. So today we're going to learn about the son of a king named Jonathan who who decided to fight against the enemy. Saudara, the reason kenapa saya katakan ini the last my apa ini uh, kalau Tuhan izinkan saya pulang uh, ini uh, khotbah saya yang terakhir karena saudara bisa melihat peperangan yang bagi Allah tidak ada yang mustahil. So this uh, message is so important because you will understand how God fight for us. Lagu tadi mengatakan bahwa tidak ada satupun yang Tuhan tidak bisa lakukan bagi saudara dan saya. The song says there's no one can the enemy can do for us to us. Okay, saudara, beberapa tahun yang lalu saya pernah nonton sebuah film yang namanya Aku membemu, kami telah membeli sebuah kebun binatang. So a few years ago I watched this movie called We Bought a Zoo. Kenapa saya katakan saya bawa cerita ini karena ini kisah nyata, saudara. Why do I want to tell you about this story? Because this is a story based. Uh, this is a uh, movie based on a real story. Salah satu dalam uh, satu hal yang dari film ini yang menarik perhatian saya yang tidak saya lupakan adalah 
One thing that I will never forget about this movie from this movie. Kata-kata statement begini, kadangkala yang Anda butuhkan hanyalah 20 detik keberanian yang gila. All you need sometimes all you need is just 20 seconds of courage, a crazy courage. Saudara ini bukan hanya sebuah kalimat yang bagus dari skenario screenplay tapi statement ini juga bisa mengubah hidup saudara dan saya. So I believe that this statement can change our life. Hanya diperlukan 20 detik keberanian yang gila itu saja. So you just need 20 seconds of crazy courage. Itu kira-kira waktu yang dibutuhkan oleh Rasul Petrus sewaktu dia memutuskan untuk turun dari perahu berjalan di tengah Danau Galilea. That was about how long uh, it requires for for Peter to jump on off the boat to walk on the water. Itu kira-kira waktu yang dibutuhkan oleh Daud ketika dia melemparkan aling-alingnya ke kepala Goliath. There was about how long uh, David took to to for them to sling the stones on the head of um, Goliath. Itu kira-kira waktu yang dibutuhkan oleh Sakeus untuk memanjat pohon arah melihat Yesus. There was about how long that it took Zacchaeus to climb the tree and to, to just to see Jesus. Saudara, jika saudara dan saya memiliki keberanian untuk mengambil satu langkah iman dan keyakinan, itu akan merubah kehidupan Anda selamanya. So if only we have that courage to take that step of faith that will change your life. Keputusan sulit apa yang Anda perlu buat sekarang-sekarang ini, saudara? What kind of hard decisions that you need to make today? Keputusan atau resiko apa yang Anda perlu ambil saat-saat ini? What kind of risk that you need to take today? Saudara, kalau kita kembali kepada pembacaan kita ayat 1 sampai 3, saya yakin bahwa kita tidak bisa menemukan atau memikirkan skenario atau strategi yang lebih baik daripada keputusan Jonathan untuk memenangkan peperangan dengan orang Filistin. So if we come back to the verse 1 to 3, you will understand there's no other way, there's no better story to describe his decisions, the best decisions to win the war against Philistines. Dikatakan satu hari Jonathan dia pikir dia bosan ngapain kita tunggu-tunggu begini. Dia memutuskan, dia berkata kepada pemuda yang membawa senjatanya, "Mari kita pergi ke pos Filipin." So one day Jonathan told the Amabar, "Come on, let's go to the camp of the Philistines." Hal ini dia tidak kasih tahu bapaknya atau orang lain tahu. So this time he doesn't tell anyone, not even his father. Saudara, kadang-kala kalau saudara sedang mengambil keputusan yang yang sedikit gila, saudara jangan kasih tahu orang lain. Sometimes you're thinking a crazy decision. Sometimes you don't tell other people. Karena jangan heran orang bisa mengejek anda atau mengkritik anda atau menertawakan anda ketika anda sedang melakukan sesuatu yang gila. Sometimes they might mock you and then look down on your decisions and think you're crazy. Saudara, ketika saya memutuskan untuk pindah ke Australia. So dengan I, hanya membawa uang saku 1.500 Australian dollars. So when I took that decision to come to Australia only with 1,500 dollars in my pocket. Tidak tahu siapa yang akan jemput saya di airport dan tidak tahu di mana saya harus tinggal karena saya tidak kenal satu orang pun di I, Melbourne ini. I don't even know who's going to pick me up from the airport and I don't even know where I'm going to live because I know no one here in Australia. Saudara semua keluarga saya, keluarga istri saya bilang saya sudah gila. So all my families and my fam- my wife family said that I, I was crazy. Untuk menjadi inspirasi dan aspirasi bagi orang lain dimulai dari keputusan yang boldness, Saudara. 
Okay, to become an inspiration, aspirations to other people, you need a bold decisions. Saya yakin ke-11 murid-murid Yesus yang lainnya selalu membuat Petrus jadi bahan lelucon setiap kali pembicaraan di meja makan. So I believe the, um, all the disciples always mock Peter during the dinner or lunch. Tetapi mereka tidak pernah berjalan di atas air, bukan? But they never walk on the water, right? Saudara, pernahkah Anda melihat seorang berjalan di atas air tetapi tetap berada di dalam sebuah perahu? You never see people walk on the water but you still on, on still stand on the boat. Saya dapat bayangkan kakak-kakak Daud menyindir dan mengkritik Daud ketika dia menantang Goliat. So I believe um, David's brothers was like confused and amazed when David challenged Goliath. Saudara, Daud punya tubuh yang pendek, kecil. Selain itu dia tidak punya pengalaman dalam sebagai prajurit saudara dan yang dia lawan Goliat. David is short, it's not he's not big and he doesn't have the experience how could he have the courage to challenge Goliath. Tetapi keesokan harinya nama dan gambar Daud masuk dalam halaman pertama headline news. But I believe the next day he will make it to the headlines. Di koran-koran majalah-majalah dan di televisi gambar Daud di sana. On the newspaper and the televisions you can imagine David's face will be there. Saya bisa bayangkan kakak-kakak Daud waktu membaca koran atau majalah dia melirik dengan sudut mata mereka. I can imagine that all the brothers was looking at David from the corner of his eyes. Saya yakin orang banyak menertawakan Sakeus ketika dia berada di atas pohon arah ketika dia melihat Yesus, saudara. A lot of people laugh about Zacchaeus when he tried to climb the trees uh, trying to see Jesus. Tetapi siang itu, saudara, Yesus mengundang Sakeus dan seluruh keluarganya untuk makan siang. Sementara orang-orang yang mengejek dia itu melihat dari luar jendela. But that very afternoon, Jesus invited him to come and have lunch with him while the rest of the people was just watching from outside the window. Pertanyaan saya kepada saudara. My question is to you. Apakah saudara ingin duduk di tempat yang nyaman dan do nothing, tapi mengharapkan sebuah kemenangan? Do you want to sit in a comfortable seat, but uh, expecting to win a victory? No. Apa yang memotivasikan Jonathan sehingga dia punya keberanian untuk keputusan yang tidak masuk akal? What really motivates Jonathan to make that decisions? Hari ini kita belajar tiga hal yang. Today we're going to learn about three things. Yang pertama, number one, saudara harus tahu kalau saudara menjadi orang Kristen, saudara di dalam peperangan rohani. Did you know if you're a Christian, you're fighting a spiritual warfare? Saudara yang menarik dari 1 Samuel 13 yang kita baca sebagian tadi, pertempuran antara orang Israel dan Palestine itu pertempuran fisik sebenarnya. So we, if, what is really interesting for we read from 1 Samuel 13 that actually the war against the Philistines is actually a very physical fight. Tapi karena jumlahnya segi, tidak adil saudara tidak enggak fair, maka ini Hal ini menarik dengan atau persamaan yang menarik dengan pertempuran rohani sebenarnya. So, but the numbers is not equally balanced. So, the Philistines have more soldiers. So, it's not a fair fight, and that this is what makes it really interesting. Saudara, sebagai orang Kristen kita selalu terlibat dalam berbagai konflik, dan kita harus tahu 
bahwa kita sedang dalam konflik peperangan rohani. So as Christians we face a lot of conflicts in our life. We you have to understand that we, every time we face conflicts we are facing a spiritual warfare. Efesus 6 ayat 12 Paulus katakan demikian Saudara. Karena perjuangan kita bukanlah melawan darah dan daging tetapi melawan kuasa kegelapan. Ephesians 6:12 says that we are not fighting against the uh, flesh and blood but against the spiritual um, uh, strongholds. Jadi kalau saudara sedang konflik dengan seseorang, maka sudah harus menyadari bahwa musuhmu bukan orang tersebut. So when you're facing a conflict with someone, you have to understand that he is and she is not your enemy. Tetapi kuasa kegelapan yang mengikat orang itu. But the power of darkness that binds them. Jadi sesungguhnya saudara jangan melawan orang tersebut, tetapi mengikat kuasa kegelapan dalam diri orang itu. So we shouldn't fight them, but we should be praying for them. Oleh sebab itu Yesus katakan kasihilah musuhmu dan berdoalah untuk dia. That's why God said Jesus said love your enemy and pray for them. Satu kali waktu saya di Filipina ada seorang pastor dia panggil saya dia mau share sesuatu katanya. There was one time in, I was in Philippines and um, a pastor shared to me. Dia katakan begini Pastor Agus satu kali saya ditipu orang dalam soal pembayaran. So Pastor Agus one time I was cheated by a friend. Lalu kemudian saudara Dia bilang begini, saya enggak marah sama orang. And he told me this, I wasn't angry to this person. Lalu dia ber, dia berdoa begini, Hai iblis, hai kuasa kegelapan dalam bentuk penipuan, aku patahkan kuasamu dalam nama Yesus. And then he was praying like this, hey enemy, the, the devil, um, the spirit of fraud, I bind you, I break you in Jesus name. Iblis engkau harus kembalikan uangku sejumlah sekian dia bilang yang engkau telah rampas dari diriku. The enemy you have to give me back, you have to return me back all the thing that you have stolen from me. Lalu dia katakan begini, aku mengampuni orang yang melakukan hal tersebut. And then he says this, I forgive the person who's done this. Dan aku memberkati orang itu. And I want to bless this person. Dia bilang, Pastor Agus, kamu percaya atau tidak? Enggak berapa hari kemudian uangnya dikembalikan. Pastor Agus, believe it or not, just within a few days they return me the money jadi kalau saudara ditipu orang pacarmu diambil orang lain jangan benci orang itu so uh, if you um, if someone cheated on you if someone steal your uh, partners don't hate the person karena saudara tahu kuasa kegelapan yang ada di dalam diri orang itu yang melakukannya. Because you have to, have to understand it was the spirit uh, it was the stronghold behind the persons who's done that to him. Saudara, berdoa bagi orang itu. Pray for that person. Doa membuat perbedaan antara kita yang berjuang untuk Tuhan atau Tuhan yang berjuang untuk saudara. So prayers is the main difference whether we are fighting for ourselves or God is fighting for us. Oleh sebab itu saudara jangan bosan berdoa. That is why don't, don't get bored praying. Saya kasih kesaksian dari cucu saya Misha saudara. I give you a testimonial from my uh, granddaughter Misha. Saudara saya punya tiga anak, saya punya dua cucu lagi sebelum Misha. I have three kids, uh, three, daughter, three children and two more grandchildren did you say? Yes. Before Misha, okay, yeah, saudara, that's right, okay. Misha pertama sekali yang tiap hari nangis saudara enggak tahu waktunya apa nangis terus. So Misha was cries in the morning. Ketahuan kalau anak itu kolik saudara. Oh, apparently she's, she's got colic. 
Nah, kalau dia nangis kasihan saudara, apalagi Grace. Kadang-kadang Grace nangis karena dia nggak bisa tahu apa untuk Nisha. Yeah, it's so sad when we see her crying because sometimes we, even Grace doesn't know what to do to Misha. Nah, saya juga sebagai engkongnya, saudara, sebagai opanya, kadang-kadang, aduh, apa yang bisa dilakukan? Me being the grandfather, sometimes I just thinking like, oh no, what can I do for her? Saya ingat pada waktu itu hari Kamis, saudara, di mana Rebecca disuruh jaga Misha, mama papanya ada sesuatu yang harus dikerjakan. 40 menit dia jaga, Misha itu nangis terus. So I remember there was Thursday and it was Rebecca's turn to look after Misha and she was looking after her for 40 minutes because the parents need to do something. Hari Jumat saudara, saya berdoa begini sama Tuhan. On Friday I pray this to God. Saya bilang Tuhan, hari Minggu saya akan khotbah tentang peperangan rohani. God, on Sunday I'll pray for spiritual warfare. Saya tahu engkau real. I know that you are real. Tapi saya minta Kali ini engkau memberikan konfirmasi. But this time I ask for your confirmations. Bukankah engkau mati untuk semua dosa kesalahan pelanggaran kami? And you died for all our sins. Bahkan penyakit kami pun kau tanggung. Even for sickness that you have carried. Saya bilang Yesus, apakah engkau pernah mengalami kolik atau tidak? Jesus, have, have you experienced kolik or not? Tapi yang aku alami. But what I experience. Dan apa yang apa, uh, Grace dan uh, dan Bill alami untuk Misha itu sangat gak enak. What Bill and Grace experience with through Misha is something not so not comfortable. Saya bilang, and I said, sembuhkan Misha supaya FirmanMu bisa kuberitakan dan nyata. God, please heal Misha so I can tell the word of God. Dan sampai hari ini gak nangis lagi, saudara. Uh, Today she's not crying anymore. Kadangkala saudara dan saya. Sometimes you and me. Disuruh doa tidak mau. We 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 they ask us to pray, we, but we refuse. Saudara mau menang tetapi tanpa doa. We want to win, but we don't want to pray. Saudara mau sukses tapi tanpa doa. We want to be successful, but we don't want to pray. Tapi bisa begitu saudara. We can't. It's not possible. Hari Senin malam. On Monday. Itu kadang-kadang seperti anda kalau datang sini terpaksa. When you come here, it will be the burden. Tapi kalau anda pergi kemana-mana, anda senang. But when you go somewhere else, you're happy. Saudara minta Tuhan melakukan mujizat, tetapi saudara bilang jangan berikan, eh jangan apa, jangan suruh aku berdoa. You want God to do a miracle for us, but we refuse to pray. Yang kedua, kita bertarung. Dengan senjata rohani. Number two, we are fighting a warfare with a spiritual weapon. Kita berdoa, kita mengalami spiritual warfare, tapi kita dilengkapi kuasa Tuhan. We experience spiritual warfare, but we are being equipped by the power of God. Saya bacakan satu Samuel 13 ayat 19 sampai 22. Saudara, dikatakan begini. Saya singkat ini. Waktu itu, pada zaman itu, di Israel tidak ada orang yang Pandai besi, artinya nggak ada yang orang yang skillful untuk bikin besi, saudara, bikin pedang tombak. Jadi setiap kali orang Israel mau ngasah pedang atau tombaknya, mereka harus pergi ke Palestine. Bayangin. So at that very moment, at that time, there's no uh, good ironsmith uh, in Israel. So if every time they want to sharpen their sword, they have to go to Palestine. 
bayangin orang Filistin Filistin itu charge mahal sekali untuk orang orang Israel mengasah pedang atau tombaknya. So the Philistines charge a lot of money just to do that service. Oleh sebab itu saudara, hanya Saul dan Jonathan yang memiliki pedang dan tombak. So only Saul and Jonathan who owns a sword and spears. Yang lain tentaranya tidak ada senjata sama sekali kecuali mungkin bambu runcing And the rest of the soldiers they don't have anything except a sharpened bamboos. Tetapi orang-orang Filistin begitu banyaknya dan mereka punya senjata. But Philistines the numbers are vast, a lot of them and they all have weapons. Sebab itu kenapa saya katakan ini peperangan rohani? That's why I said this is a spiritual warfare. Karena tidak fair dalam Because peperangan ini. it's not fair this fight. Di dalam jumlah, di dalam skill, orang-orang Palestine in, jauh lebih maju. Yeah, in terms of number, skills, uh, Palestine is more advanced, way more advanced. Saudara, ingat apa yang Daud katakan kepada Goliat waktu dia menghadapi Goliat? Remember when the David said to Goliath when he faced him? Di dalam 1 Samuel 17 ayat 47 dikatakan demikian, saudara. Bukan dengan pedang atau tombak Tuhan menyelamatkan. Tetapi peperangan adalah milik Tuhan. In 1 Samuel um, 17, you know, was it? Yes. 17. It says like, because it's, it's not by the... Oh, and all that is assembly that may know that the Lord says... Okay. That the Lord saves not with sword and spears, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Saudara, Daud bilang, kalau aku datang dengan tombak, David said, I don't come here with spears, but because this battle is the Lord. Saudara harus mengerti sebagai orang Kristen, selain kita konflik dengan kuasa kegelapan, Tuhan juga melengkapi saudara dengan senjata rohani. So you have to remember being a Christian, you're not just having a conflict with the spiritual darkness, but God is equipping you with a, a spiritual armory. 2 Corinthians 10 ayat eh, 2 Corinthians 10 ayat 3 dan 4 dikatakan begini Saudara. 2 Corinthians 10 it says this. Karena meskipun kita hidup di dunia, kita tidak berjuang secara duniawi. Karena senjata kita dalam perjuangan bukanlah senjata duniawi, melainkan senjata yang diperlengkapi dengan kuasa Allah yang sanggup untuk meruntuhkan benteng-benteng. For though we walk in the flesh, uh, can you get back to the previous slides? For, we, for though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapon of our warfare are not from flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Saudara dikatakan kita diperlengkapi dengan kuasa Allah. So we are being equipped by the power of God. Pertanyaannya, apa itu kuasa Allah? What is the power of God? Itu doa, Saudara. That is prayer, church. Oleh sebab itu kenapa Kita harus sering berdoa karena kita sedang dalam spiritual warfare. That's why we need to keep praying because we are in a spiritual warfare. Kadang kala kita itu kadang gini loh, so, oh, Pak, saya sudah doa Pak, nggak ada gunanya Pak, nggak dijawab Pak. Sometimes I, I I would say this like, Sir, I I've already prayed and there's no answers, there's no use of it. Saudara, pengalaman saya 35 tahun melayani Tuhan. Church, 35 years me serving God, my experiences. 
Kalau saudara berdoa bukan berarti Tuhan tidak mendengarkan saudara atau dia dia dia, ya, dia tidak dengarkan saudara. When you praying, um, it doesn't mean that God doesn't listen to you. Bukan berarti dia tidak mengasihi anda. It doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. Tapi dia selalu melihat hatimu. But he look at your heart. Saudara perhatikan, Daud katakan Allah dekat dengan orang yang hancur hatinya. God is near with a, by the crushed heart. Kita ni sombong. We are prideful, church. Kalau kita doa, doanya selalu Tuhan berkati aku. Tuhan when, berkati aku. When we pray, we always pray for blessing. God give us, give me, bless me. Pernah saudara berdoa sambil menangis? Have you ever pray while cry, with cry, while we're in tears? Dan when saudara cry. bilang, help me please. And you ask God, help me please. Hanya orang yang hancur hati ya bisa dekat sama Tuhan. People with broken heart who is near to God. Itu senjata rohani kita. That is our power. There are Apapun yang saudara masalah yang saudara alami, saudara harus percaya kuasa doa itu besar. Whatever you experience right now, you have to believe, you have to trust that the power of prayer is strong. Dan yang ketiga, number three, langkah iman saudara. Step of faith. Saudara, bukan hanya kita berdoa, tapi kita bertindak. It's just not praying, but we make a move. Kalau saudara bertindak mengambil langkah tindakan, saudara kita tahu bahwa kita tidak pernah tahu apa yang Tuhan akan lakukan. The next. Yeah. When we decided to do it, sometimes we don't know what's next God has in store. Bayangkan waktu saya memutuskan datang Australia, tidak ada orang yang saya kenal di Melbourne, tidak ada juga apa tuh namanya uh, uh, orang yang jemput saya di Melbourne. Imagine when I made that decisions to go to Australia. Imagine there's no one that I know here and I don't even know who's going to pick me up from the airport. Saudara, waktu itu istri saya bilang gini, kamu yakin tanpa orang jemput kamu, tanpa kamu kenal orang, kamu mau tinggal di mana? Church, my wife said this to me. Um, are you sure that no one's going to be there for you? Where are you going to live? Saya masih ingat. And I remember. Di airport itu ada satu orang kenalan saya, teman saya. Dia datang, saudara. And I remember there was one uh, person that I know. Dia bilang, Gus, in case kalau kamu nggak ada siapa-siapa, ini nomor telepon cici saya di Australia. Ini yeah. teman saya dari Jerman, saudara. Dia bilang kamu telepon dia aja, sebut nama saya. So if this friend of mine came to me, he's a friend of mine from Germany, told me that in case you have no one there, this is the phone number, this is my sister who lives in Australia. Saudara, waktu saya lihat telepon di Melbourne, eh, di Melbourne Airport, saudara, saya nggak ngerti bagaimana cara telepon. When I look at the phone booth in the airport, I don't even know how to do it. Saya hanya punya duit uh, di dalam bentuk uh, kertas. I only have um, uh, notes. I don't have coins. Saudara, supir taksi tiba-tiba datang. Dia tawarin saya, apa yang saya bisa bantu untuk kamu? And suddenly a taxi driver came to me and asked me, how can I help you? Saudara, saya kasih nomor telepon eh, orang yang saya akan telepon. Dan singkat cerita saudara, dia teleponin, dia kebayarin 30 sen waktu itu. Dan akhirnya saya sampai ke boxil, saudara. And then he, I gave him the phone number, and then the taxi driver called uh, the, that number and paid for that uh, phone service. Itu hari Sabtu, saudara. That was Saturday. 
hari minggunya saya minggu eh, Sabtu malamnya saya bilang sama keluarga ini saya biasanya hari minggu ke gereja di sini ada gereja Indonesia enggak? And I told to this family on Saturday that normally on Sunday I will go to church. Is there any church here? Lalu anaknya bilang gini, kok saya ke gereja Indonesia? Ya gereja ini saudara. And the children said that I go to Indonesian church. This is the church. Ini kebetulan kah? Is this by coincidence? Dari awal, waktu saya ketemu dia beberapa uh, beberapa saat yang lalu, dia bilang, kok masih di gereja yang sama kok? And when I met him uh, a few a few times sometimes ago, he asked me, are you still in the same church? Karena dia hanya datang mengantarin saya tiga bulan kemudian dia kawin dengan seorang Katolik, dia jadi Katolik saudara. Because uh, he he only came to to send me here to this church, and after that he got married, and then um, yeah. Saya tanya dia, kamu masih ke gereja nggak? Dia bilang. Ya kadang-kadang kok. Sometimes. Yeah. Saudara, kita lihat. Pada waktu ayat 4 dan 5, saudara. Di antara pelintasan-pelintasan bukit yang dicoba oleh Jonathan untuk menyeberangi kepada pasuka, ke, ke arah pasukan Filistin. Di ujung satu bukit, saudara, di sebelah sini. Dan di ujung sebelah, sebelah sana, bukit lagi yang lain. Yang satu bernama Boses. Yang satu lagi bernama Senes. Saya akan jelaskan, saudara. Okay. Within the, the passes by which Jonathan sought to go over the Philistines' garrison, there was a rocky crag on the one side and a rocky crag on the other side. The name of the one, the one was Boses and the name of the other is Senes. Perhatikan, waktu Jonathan minta tanda kepada Tuhan, Listen. mereka itu dalam posisi di valley, saudara. When Jonathan asked for the help from God, they were actually in the valley. Musuh mereka itu di atas tebing. And his enemy was up in the hill. Jadi waktu dia minta tanda sama Tuhan bukan tanda yang gampang. So when he was asking for a sign from God, it wasn't an easy sign. Kalau saya itu saya bilang kalau ini tanda dari Tuhan biar orang Filistin turun ke bawah. So if I'm the one who's asking the sign, you'll be asking God if your sign will be if the Philistines come to my to where I am in the Lebih valley. lebih gampang lagi kalau saya bilang begini Saudara, lebih rohani lagi. Kalau itu sign dari Tuhan, saya minta orang-orang Filistin jatuh dari tebing ke bawah semuanya. Uh, even more easier sign for me if this is your sign God, I want to see the Philistines fall from the hills. Tapi Jonathan minta tanda yang sulit sekali. But he was asking for a very difficult sign. Dia katakan kalau ini tanda dari Tuhan orang Filistin suruh mereka manjat naik ke tebing. Uh, so this is if your sign God, uh, Philistin will ask me to actually come to them. Saudara, tebing yang satu benes yang namanya uh, benes itu, saudara itu artinya licin. So this hills means uh, very slippery. Bayangkan, dia manjat dengan tangan kakinya gitu, itu batunya licin. So he was climbing a very slippery slope. Satu lagi tebingnya itu penuh dengan semak duri, sene. And the other one, sene, is full of um, thorns. Jadi tantangan Jonathan bersama bujangnya itu bukan gampang. So the challenge was great. Kalau sesuatu itu dari Tuhan tidak selalu gampang. So if something from God is not always easy. Kenapa kita butuh iman? Supaya kita bisa percaya bahwa dia sanggup melakukannya. That's why we need faith so that we can believe that he is able to do it for us. Jadi kalau gampang Tuhan enggak perlu eh, saudara enggak perlu Tuhan. If it's easy you don't need God. 
Yang sulitlah, yang sulit itu yang kita perlukan Tuhan. In the challenge what we need is God. Apapun masalahmu dalam studi. Whatever you're facing in your study. Dalam bisnis dan pekerjaan. In your business or at your work. Kalau saudara punya hubungan baik dengan Tuhan. If you have a close relationship with God. Saya bilang sama saudara. I tell you. Saudara pasti tahu bagaimana membawa Tuhan, melibatkan Tuhan dalam hidupmu. I tell you this, if you believe in God, I know you how you involve, how do you involve God into your challenges. Saya bilang sama saudara yang punya anak. Sekolahkan anakmu sedemikian pintar. Yes. I'm, I'm telling you church, you can send your kids to the best school. Saudara yang di sini student, sekolah yang pintar. Yes. You can if you're a student here, you study and do a good mark. Yes, that's good. Tapi Alkitab di dalam pengkhotbah dikatakan demikian Saudara. Orang yang lari tercepat belum tentu memenangkan pertandingan lari. But the word of God says this, those who run the fastest doesn't mean that he win the fight. Orang yang berhikmat belum tentu sukses hidupnya. Someone who is smart doesn't mean that he's become successful in his life. Dengan kata lain, kalau saudara dan saya ada di tempat yang sama yang yang benar dan waktu yang benar, itu yang namanya sukses. This is success, what I believe, being in the right place and the right moment. Hanya Tuhan yang bisa tempatkan saudara di situ. Only God can place you there. Oleh sebab itu mau, mau seberapa pintar pun Anda, belum tentu Anda berhasil di kemudian. So doesn't matter how smart we are, doesn't mean it doesn't guarantee our success. Saya bilang sama saudara, istri saya itu orang yang pintar. I'm telling you church, my wife is a very smart woman. Kadang kala saya minder sama dia. Sometimes I I feel um, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, intimidated, intimidated by my wife. Yeah. Karena dia sekolahnya bukannya lulus cuma satu kelas dia juara enggak. For, Seluruh kelas Umpamanya kelas, kelas sekian S, uh, 6 SD, itu seluruh kelas 6 SD ada 6 atau 7 kelas, itu dia juara satunya. He doesn't just pass with a good grades, but say for example, out of all the six classes in total, she become number one. Waktu dia sekolah di Jerman, kedokteran saudara. When did she study medical in Germany? Teman-temannya gugur semuanya, dia selesai. All, all, all his friends uh, failed, except her. Nah, waktu dia datang ke Australia bersama saya. When she came to Australia with me. Waktu dia tes dari 400 dokter-dokter dari luar negeri untuk scholarship untuk scholarship di Monash University, Saudara. She was tested among 400 other medical students from all over the world for in Monash University for scholarships. Hanya 20 yang dikasih uh, scholarship waktu itu. Only 20 seats were allocated for the scholarships. Termasuk dia. Including her. Tahu gak saudara saya bilang apa sama dia? You know what I told her? Kasih orang lain jatamu dan kamu melayani saya, melayani Tuhan bersama saya. Why don't you give the seat to someone else? Why don't you serve the Lord with me? Saudara pikir mertua saya, ipar saya ketawa, oh hebat kamu, hebat sekali kamu. You think that my in-law will say, oh that's very good. <laughs> Mungkin kalau ada pisau dia potong leher saya. <laughs> Maybe uh, if there's a knife, it can be murder. <laughs> Joking. Saya bilang sama saudara, untung istri saya, walaupun dia sangat marah, tapi dia memutuskan untuk tinggalkan karirnya. Um, I thank God because even though my wife was so angry, but he decided to follow me. Kenapa? 
kita lakukan hal itu saudara why do we do that karena kita tidak tahu masa depan kita because we don't know our future kadangkala kita merasa diri kita pintar tapi saudara orang pintar belum tentu berhasil dalam hidup sometimes we think we are smart but it doesn't guarantee success church kalau ada orang bodoh ya dia bilang pak ada saya ini kurang pintar saya bilang wah bagus dong saya juga kurang pintar saya bilang if someone came if someone comes to me and said my 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 children is not that smart i said oh that's good because i'm not that smart as well karena tuhan sediakan masa depan buat orang seperti kita because god has already have the uh, special portions for every children dan hari ini saya bilang sama anak-anak muda semuanya i'm telling you the youth this morning sekolah yang baik study hard tapi kenali tuhanmu but know god jangan sombong don't be prideful karena titlemu S2mu S3mu tidak akan membahagiakan hidupmu di kemudian hari because your title your phd doesn't guarantee you happiness doesn't give you that happiness engkau harus ada di tempat yang tepat dan waktu yang tepat you have to be at the right place at the right time dan hari ini and today kalau anda mengalami pergumulan if you're facing struggles saya minta anda selesai kebaktian anda bisa approach kami untuk didoakan you can come to one of us and we can pray for you Saudara yang terakhir sekali, yang terakhir sekali. The very last one. Kan saya sudah bilang kalau ini doa apa, kalau ini khotbah saya terakhir sekali, saudara. I, I told you this will be my final topic. Ada dua jenis orang di dunia ini. There are two type of people in this life. Yang satu mengatakan dia bertanya mengapa, dan yang satu lagi mengatakan mengapa tidak. The first one is the one that asks why, and the second person will be the person who asks why not. Saudara, Church. ini susah diterjemahkan, tapi saya ngomong Inggris saja ya. Yeah, okay. What you fear the most often reveals where you trust your God the least. Kali lagi, what you fear the most often reveals where you trust God the least. Yeah. Artinya begini, saudara. Saudara bisa mengaku saudara Kristen, tapi di luar yang kau perbuat seolah-olah Tuhan tidak pernah ada di dalam hidupmu. Sometimes you can say that to others that you are Christians, but the thing that you do out there it shows that there is no God in our life. 35 tahun saya baca firman Tuhan, saya belajar firman Tuhan, saya khotbah firman Tuhan, saya bilang. Tuhan tidak pernah bohong. 35 years I studied, I read and I preach the word of God. I conclude that God never lies. Saudara, hal yang paling worst dalam hidup kita kalau kita membuat dia pembohong, Saudara. The worst thing that we can do in our life if we make him a liar. Kenapa? Karena kita bilang, ya saya Kristen, saya berdoa, Om, tapi saya enggak percaya. Because of what we do, because of what we say, I'm a Christian. I pray, but I don't believe. Hari ini, so today, saya bilang sama saudara, Tuhan itu real. I'm telling you, church, that God is real. Saya harap Misha satu kali bisa menjadi seorang nabi dan dia proclaim mujizat yang dia pernah alami dari bayi dia. I pray that one day Misha will become a prophet and he can claim. What God has promised in her life. Setiap saudara di sini, 
Allah mengasihi engkau semuanya. Every one of you in this room, God loves you dearly. Dia ciptakan kita seperti seorang masterpiece. He created each one of us as a masterpiece. Saudara pernah dengar cerita Michelangelo? Have you heard about Michelangelo? Patung David yang diukir sama Michelangelo? The statue of David structured by him. Saudara, itu patung itu, batu marmer itu pertama diukir bukan oleh Michelangelo. That stone wasn't crafted by Michelangelo initially. Ada seorang pelukis waktu itu artis yang mencoba untuk menggunakan batu marmer tersebut untuk mengukir wajah seseorang. There was this artist and he was trying to use that marble to 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 draw a face of a person. Orang ini give up karena batu marmer itu walaupun mahal tapi rapuh ternyata. So this guy gave up gave up because even though the marble stone is expensive but apparently it's very uh, brittle. Tahu enggak berapa tahun? 25 tahun batu itu nganggur. For 25 years that stone was standing there. Waktu itu maka Angelo berusia 26 tahun. And Michael Angelo was 26 years old. Waktu dia lihat batu itu, marmer itu di belakang tersembunyi di belakang gereja katedral di Florence, Saudara, dia pikir sayang batu ini terbuang begitu saja. So when he saw this stone stand sitting there behind a church in Florence, he said like, hmm, there got to be a better use of this stones. Lalu dia mencoba mengukir batu tersebut. And he was trying to craft the stone. Apa yang dia ukirkan di dalam pikirannya yaitu Daud. What he has in his mind was the image of David. Saudara orang lain tidak pernah membayangkan apa yang ada dalam pikirannya Michelangelo. No one can really imagine what is in the mind of Michelangelo. Tetapi dalam dua tahun dia ukir batu itu, saudara, but, sampai akhirnya jadi patung David. But for two years he crafted and crafted that sta- uh, the rock and it becomes the statue of David. hari ini until today. patung tersebut menjadi patung bersejarah di dunia ini. And they become a very historical statues. Saudara. Di tangan seorang artis marble yang dianggap rapuh ini bisa menjadi satu figur yang luar biasa. In the hand of an artist, this brittle stone can become a really historical figure. Efesus 2 ayat 10 dikatakan, saudara dan saya adalah ciptaan Allah. Efesus 2:10 says that you and I is created by God. Dia adalah masterpiece kita. He is a, we are a masterpiece of God. Saudara, kalau orang lain bilang, ah kamu nggak berguna. If someone said t- tell you that you're useless, alamu lebih dari Michael Angelo, saudara. God is beyond Michael Angelo. Dia bisa membentuk anda he, untuk menjadi berguna di kemudian hari. He can sculpt you and transform you to become useful. In Oleh your sebab life. itu Daud katakan di dalam Mazmur 139. That's why David says in the Psalm 139. Kejadianku dahsyat. That um, my existence is great. Saudara, waktu aku dibentuk di dalam kandungan ibuku, wow, engkau sudah tahu semuanya. God already knows us even when we are being um, formed in the in the inside of our mother's womb. Saudara lihat di antara engkau. 
tidak ada satupun kita yang sama. Look around you, there's no one really look alike to one another. Bukan berarti kita enggak sama, terus kita ini saling menghina. Doesn't that we, we we mock each other because we're not the same? Allah membuat Anda dan saya satu untuk 6 billion manusia di muka bumi ini. You've been created unique, one in a billion, in a six billions. Dia sayang sama saudara. Because he loves us dearly. Dia tidak mau buang saudara begitu saja. He, we are precious in his eyes. Dia datang dalam hidupmu. He came to our life. Oleh sebab itu, Paulus katakan di tengah-tengah Anda sedang berdosa, di tengah-tengah saya sedang berbuat dosa, Yesus mati untuk kita. Yeah, that's why Paul said even though we are while still sinners, Jesus died for us. Oleh sebab itu, that's percaya why. saudara bahwa Allah tetap hidup dari dulu sekarang dan selamanya. Believe this that God is the same and he he is alive from right beginning to the end. Tuhan berkati Anda. God bless you.